You're listening to Awakening Miracles. My name is Alita McDaniel. I am your host. Today we are just going over a very specific concept uh, in the final vision, chapter 31, uh, part five, the self-concept versus self. And it says, a concept of the self is meaningless for no one here can see what it is for and therefore cannot picture what it is. When we think about the self, we have a tendency to be blocked. We have a tendency to be anchored in the belief that the self is all that we are. A course says, concepts are learned. They are not natural. Apart from learning, they do not exist. They are not given, so they must be made. Not one of them is true, and many come from feverish imaginations, hot with hatred and distortions, born of fear. What is a concept but a thought to which its maker gives a meaning of his own? Concepts maintain the world. I want to dig into this a little bit more. I was having a conversation with someone this morning um, about uh, lesson number eight, And that was in the last episode, so you could check that out. Um, But here's the thing. The idea that we end up having um, of logic and reason um, going to uh, child development. So 50% of a person's personality is, is programmed before they're ever born. And between the ages of birth and six, uh, a child forms uh, the foundations of what will become logic and reason by the age of six. Prior to that, they're in a self-hypnosis or they're in a hypnotic state uh, where they have a theta brainwave, um, which means everything is hypnosis, essentially up until the age of six, which is why these are called the formative years. So during that period, we are programmed to believe that this is how the world works. This is what the world means. This is what you need to expect. And most people don't understand that, unfortunately. And so as a coach, and I've been doing this for 18 years, um, you know, we have to go back and unravel all those patterns. We have to actually go back and and reset uh, the kind of notion um, of what identity really is. Because we learn concepts that may not necessarily help us align with our truth. We are conditioned to see the world and perceive the world in a certain way. But imagine if you, I don't know, were born in the jungle by yourself. You would not have the same conditioning. You would not have the same meaning in life. You would not have the same tools the concept of self would be different. I was talking to one of my students the other day and she was explaining to me about an experiment that was done in some jungle where the jungle was split in half and the animals who were on the side of abundance, uh, where resources were abundant, um, the society of the apes became matriarchal. So everything was shared, shared responsibility, shared power. There was compassion. Uh, You know, everybody raised each other's children. It was a very family-oriented, family-dominant type of 
culture. And on the other side of the jungle, where resources were scarce and things were hard to come by, it became patriarchal. Uh, everything was all about competition, survival of the fittest. Uh, there was fights and 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 you know um, and battle uh, for resources. So we, on the one hand, we are conditioned in a certain way to respond to our reality. And based on that conditioning, we'll determine what we perceive to be true. So their conditioning from the very beginning was, I am a wild animal. I am a wild animal, so I will have to defend myself in the jungle. This is what life is like. You know, there are there, there is going to be a hierarchy but based on the circumstances, once that hierarchy has already been established, will determine how you show up. Go back to the marshmallow experiment that was done at Stanford University. I think it was like back in the 70s where there was a, a, a child sat down on a, at a table with a marshmallow and the uh, facilitator of the experiment said, you know, if I come back and you haven't eaten this marshmallow, I will give you a second marshmallow. And if you do decide to eat the marshmallow, uh, then you will not get a second one. And then we will be done. And the kids who were able to abstain were the ones who were deemed as, you know, going to be able to be more successful in life. And they did follow them. But what they didn't realize, what the socioeconomic factors, the conditioning that they had at home determined how they were able to show up in that experience. So if the child was raised in a single parent home, if education was not emphasized, if they were not raised around books, but were raised in front of a television, they had a harder time abstaining because they didn't know that there was food guaranteed the following day. They didn't know that they would have a solid roof over their head. Their security was less. So when we think about how we're showing up in the world, the perceptions that we have about what's possible, who we are, and what's available to us is dictated by what we believed to be true, what someone told us to believe based on our programming, based on their programming and their, their, their parents' programming and their grandparents' programming. So these are programs that have been passed down that influence how we believe in our present moment. But unfortunately, the concept of self is actually a block. It minimizes what God can do in our life. Because what it ends up doing is it ends up saying, I'm only worthy of this particular type of life. I'm only worthy of this amount of success. Because that's just what my, my people can do. What my people have access to. We block ourselves from receiving. So we're unaware of what else is available to us. So when we think about self-concept versus self, well, we have a concept of who we think we are and who we identify with, but it's the illusion that this human form is quote unquote, me. 
it's only a vessel. It's only a temporary role that my soul, my infinite spirit is playing. So when we're able to take a step back and say, okay, you know what? I'm more than whatever this human form is. <laughs> There's so much more to me than what, than what I perceive to be true. And I've, con- I've been conditioned to believe that based on this identity, I don't have access to certain things. What am I missing out on? What infinite nature am I blocked from perceiving because I've identified with this human form? And I believe that that is all there is. So when we look at receiving and being prepared and being open to to allow miracles to occur in our life, one of the biggest things that stands in our way is the belief that the identity that I've been conditioned to believe is true, that the identity that I've been taught is quote unquote me, is all there is. And that everything that is aligned with that identity determines what I have access to in this world. So what we want to do is we want to start pulling away from giving that so much meaning. Pulling away from anchoring into the limitations that we believe people like us, whatever you are, whatever you believe to be true, are worthy of or have access to. So that you can move past that. I know when I was a kid, you know, I knew from day one that my dad always wanted a son. I could tell when my dad started to pull out of my life and he only came around when I joined softball and I did that only just because I wanted his attention. I knew. I always felt like I wasn't good enough. And 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 it wasn't until later in, in life where I had to, to really challenge that because I started going into male-dominated industries looking to conquer and prove myself that I was good enough. And when people told me you're not good enough because you're a half-breed, because I was Mexican and white, I still felt like I needed to prove myself. And it wasn't until the final moment where I said, wait a second, hold on, this was a gift. God birthed me into a mutt body, right, with multiple races into a female body so that I could learn and experience this life through a lens and understand how to move past it, to see the beauty in it instead of needing it to be my sole source of identity. And once I was able to find the beauty in it, I stopped seeing it as a source of my suffering. It didn't need to hold me back anymore. So I will leave you with that. And hopefully this message gets you to look at your situation differently. Whatever hardships you experienced growing up, it was just an experience that your soul chose to go through in human form. The soul that is the real you. And when you can detach and practice non-attachment from that human form, 
there's a lot more room to receive miracles in accordance with the infinite version of you rather than being limited by the human perception that is you. So all that being said, I hope you have an incredible rest of your day. I will speak with you all very soon. Namaste.